0: Ready Check Radio Hello Internet Welcome back once again to Snowbound, the Blizzard podcast, brought to you by Ready Check Radio. Uh, This is episode 30. We weren't here last week, and uh, that's okay, because really, like, nothing happened last week. There was, like, one or two things, and one of the hosts had uh, a scheduling conflict. Turns out, same host has a scheduling conflict this week, too, but we're still doing a show because there is news. What's up, Mango? And, of course, we're doing this live in chat If you're watching on YouTube or listening on Spotify, head on over to that website right there, readycheckradio.com, R-A-I-D-E-O. Click those socials in the upper right. Follow us on Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, all that fun stuff. Subscribe, notify, tell your friends. You know, the more people watch, the more we'll keep doing it. So that's the best way to support us if you like what we do. And if you can, make it to a live show, twitch.tv slash readycheckradio. Chat is hanging out. Mango, of course, just arrived. Mango. Mango i don't even want to introduce him also on the line to do the episode with me i'm greco aka Zista. how are you
1: oh hi how's it going what the uh, hell
0: is wrong with you
1: just relaxing in my hot tub we said we were gonna do a hot tub stream didn't we at least i did
0: we were we were being facetious at the new twitch channel oh the, the new twitch category I, which by I didn't the way the memo. mike is going to hate me got half my keystone master achievement completed yeah i do hate you because i mm-hmm. let me hold on let me look over here at my discord nope there is not a message hey burn going to run mythics for keystone want to go nope yeah Zero of those messages. Don't see that message there. That's awesome. Mm-mm. And you're in a stupid hot tub. <laughs> uh, have we seen, by the way, that like that channel's like viewership has collapsed now that it's its own channel, and they're not allowed to just hang out and just <laughs> chatting anymore?
1: Really? Yeah, it's it's kind of. I, I mean, it's. I think I've actually been in the category once, just to be like, "What actually is this?" Yeah, and I watch then, the uh,
0: categories and their are trendings, and yeah, it's uh, it's it's down a bit. It's down just a bit. Just a. Bit. What what category are we under right now? Uh, podcasts, talk shows, and podcasts. Oh. Uh, so however many are in our chat are are in the ones that are in that channel. Nobody else does them anymore. It's just us. It's just us. Mm. So if you mm. like it, follow it. Because nobody else does this. <laughs> nobody else does World of Warcraft podcasts from a hot tub. And we're thinking about putting this mic a little closer. And doing some ASMR at the same time. We got it all here. I mean, what else do you need? World of <laughs> Warcraft. Hot tubs. ASMR. This, uh, we got a release date. We, finally, we did. We, we did. Nine point one is coming. Uh, this might surprise you. Chains of Domination nine point one. Mm-hmm. Seven days from today, next Tuesday. So on the show next week, we can literally talk about like the few hours of experience we will have had in in nine point one. Uh, that is of course assume, assuming there is not something catastrophically uh you know disastrous that happens with the patch or with the uptime and downtimes or anything like that. I wouldn't expect like full review next week, obviously, uh, but we'll at least be able to maybe kick off a couple of these story quests and have a, an idea of what the new zone might look like, you know, that type of stuff. Since none of us spent uh, any time on PTR doing that, we can start to form our initial opinions. Now, so here's what I wanna talk about on this one first. Next week is kind of surprising oh. for me. I don't know if you that? were surprised by the date or not.
1: Um, The date itself, yeah, just a little bit. I mean, I, I think, so more so, like, after realizing... It looks like
0: you're in a fucking soup pot. It looks like you're yes. being cooked.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I expect boiled. Bugs Bunny to walk by and throw some carrots in any minute.
1: Boiled now. zista, boiled zista. I'm sorry, um, go ahead, go ahead. But like after getting over the initial shock of the the patch itself, it was more the the raid launch. Yeah, we'll get to that. Was like, yeah. are you, are you kidding me? Like that that seems a little soon around the holidays.
0: Yeah. So my whole thing with the date uh, next week, which is the twenty ninth of June, was it made it to June? Um, I think if we go back a few episodes, my prediction personally was like mid July to late July. With the mm-hmm. possibility of slipping into early August, but I was thinking more mid to late July. I don't have any inside knowledge on this or anything. And the release trailer, by the way, the uh, was kind of cool. But um, and we're showing that now. The I don't have any inside knowledge, but I kind of feel like the date was probably mid to late July, <laughs> and has been under a bit of pressure. To become earlier. Uh, and June 29th makes it, hey, it was in June. Now it's still obviously, we already ran the math months back. We tweeted out the graphic when that we used on the show. This is obviously the largest gap between the dot and the dot one that we have had in World of Warcraft's history already. And I think they, you know, they're getting a, like it or not, they're getting a lot of pressure right now, even from high profile. Community members Asmin Gold going to check out Final Fantasy XIV, which we talked about on the Relic Grind. Uh, mm-hmm. Bellular speaking very posit- positively about Final Fantasy XIV and having an entire video that was, I, I actually his was rather level headed. I thought it was not like derogatory, straight just bashing World of Warcraft, but it was. This is not the Blizzard of old. You need to be aware of your competition. You've stopped becoming aware of your competition. They're leaking people from you and they're gonna continue to do it. Uh, and, and here's why, it was a rather level-headed discussion. But you know, when all of these high profile community figures and whether or not Blizzard likes individual uh, contributors or not personally, doesn't matter. But when you start to have that as well as the sentiment that has been Boiling in the community for a while. We've talked about it on this show. Like it or not, that does apply pressure to the release date. Now, I'm not saying that the patch is going to struggle. Maybe it is ready. Maybe it is 100% ready. And, And June 29th was always the day. Maybe. I just kind of feel like, personally, it probably wasn't. And that does have me a little bit concerned. Particularly when, as you pointed out, the normal and heroic uh, tiers of the raid as well as season 2 of PvP and the, the Mythic Plus season they all kick off just 7 days later right in the 4th of Jul- right after the 4th of July holiday weekend on July 6th. That is mm-hmm. a lot of content in a 7 day period being dropped I don't know. I, do you get the same feeling or maybe am I just I, am I being paranoid?
1: no i absolutely do like i i'm already you know i i understand you know it's a tuesday and then our raid group raids on friday but i'm already a little worried about people that you know may have been traveling for the holidays and then you know we're we're coming out of you know quarantine to a degree you know people are are having their uh their vaccines and they're finally getting able to see their family i personally this is the first time this last sunday for father's day was the first time i've seen my entire family since February early February of last year so um you know it was just that getting people that are going to be going out and partying for fourth of July that they might turn it into like a whole week thing I'm like I'm it's the summer I'm I'm worried about people coming back to raid personally um so July 6th seems a little soon to me so that 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 has me worried just on, on the raid point of view um I think the rest of the content was mainly done though I think if anything where the patch is gonna fail, or, or we're gonna see flaws, is in the actual raid itself. Is it where that, that week? The of the, mechanics the sixth, the may not work Tuesday? because they yeah. basically
0: lined it all up for just every Tuesday starting next mm-hmm. week. Right? You know, next week we yeah. get the the main patch nine point one. The following week we get the normal and and uh, heroic versions of the new raid. The following week is mythic and raid uh, raid finder wing one. And then it starts to slow down, and it's every two weeks thereafter for Wing Two, Wing Three, and Wing Four in Raid Finder. But the next three Tuesdays are very, very busy on the on the Blizzard front as far as uh, being staff behind the scenes. Very, very busy.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Yep, I'm slightly worried. I, I'm foreseeing a lot of bug fixes to uh, to raid encounters. That's, that's my prediction for, for the flaws of this patch.
0: Hey, uh, did you watch any, like, uh, have you been watching any raid information at all, like bosses, or I know you don't watch them, like, long-term to get strats and stuff, and you're like me mm-hmm. in that respect that you'd kind of like to just figure it out with your group, but just, like, to get sneak peeks at what some of the bosses look like and stuff and who some of the bosses are. Have you been keeping an eye on any of that?
1: I mean, I looked at them. So for the first time, actually, today, I looked at, all the bosses that are in the dungeon. So this was a big surprise to me, like reading off this list because up until this point, I knew of one and that was Sylvanas. So like getting all these other ones, no, I should say I knew two because uh, uh, Tara grew uh, as well. Um, so seeing like this full list actually has me really excited. Um, I didn't read into like the the mechanics of them all, but just like the actual bosses and like their, their reasoning for being there in some cases has me really, really, really excited. And probably more excited than I've been for a raid in a very long time.
0: Well, I mean, let's take a, uh, sorry for the uh, <laughs> Windows alerts there. I was trying to get a uh, an image up here real quick mm. so that I can show off some of these bad boys here. We'll take a, a quick tour through the raid of some of these bosses. Now, obviously, we know it's ending with Sylvanas, so we already, mm-hmm. we knew that a long time ago. Yeah. But, I, uh... there we go. I did have my screen set up, because I'm not a professional. Gotcha.
1: No, never. There we go. We're not professionals here. Nah. We're doing it live. Nah.
0: Uh, so we start off with the uh, the terror grew. I mean, it kind of makes sense, right? The dude's been terrorizing us since uh, Torghast opened, basically. Mm-hmm. Coming after everybody. I mean, it looks, you know, exactly what he looks like. So, okay, fine. Kind of whatever on that one. We'll see.
1: Be nice to take him out for a change.
0: <laughs> Zing. Then we've got the Eye of the Jailer. Also been tormenting us since the, the patch started. Or, or since the expansion started. Um, actually going to get to do away with the Eye of the Jailer too. I don't know if you saw
1: that uh, yeah. as part of like the main story content.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah,
1: this yeah. this one has me excited because like, alright, it's like the terror group first and foremost. Like, It's yeah. something that's been plaguing us inside Torghast. Like, get a chance to take him out. Eye of the Jailer, there's another reason for this boss to be here. Like, something that, that we've been dealing with and been frustrated at doing our quest and, and leveling and everything here. There's two things right off the bat at the start of this dungeon that have reasons for being here and aren't just like filler garbage yeah hey we needed an extra boss
0: yeah uh then we have the nine this one i'm really excited for the dark pact sylvanas struck with the valkyr forged her bond with the jailer Through the years, these winged sisters faithfully served the Dark Lady, even if it meant sacrificing themselves on her behalf. Now Zyvanas calls her nine Valkyr to fight for her one last time.
1: Yeah, like there's another group like the nine, like that it's perfect. Like there's a reason once again for them being here. It's not just filler. Like these are things that we've seen evolve all the way back from what was it? Uh, Was it Dranar? Before Dran? I, I don't remember how long ago the Valkyrie. I just like they started that, in uh, you know, I'm, I don't I'm know excited
0: when... for a fight that you need nine
1: tanks for. Um, yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm not sure that's how it's going to work, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's work totally work. it. Nine tanks. I'm going to have to start tanking now.
0: Yep. Uh, Remnant of Nerzul. Uh, once again. Yeah. Another reason, you know? I mean, kind of. I think this is more of just a, a nod to. Things we've seen uh, or but, characters we've come across like i don't i don't really right. feel like you know this has a specific sylvanas slash jailer reason to be well
1: know. we've seen the runes we've seen the runes yeah. the same runes that are in Frostmorn on the jailer himself so yeah, it's like I'm still, i still this this it, i'll give it, it makes to you tonight. that it
0: kind of makes sense but it is the weakest <laughs> relationship so far uh to boss to
1: Torghast is also the inverted you know uh ice crown it's like you know like you see them all mirrored it, I, there's plenty of reason it works for me I love it uh what
0: about soul render Dormazane
1: I mean he's just like some yeah <laughs> army fodder for you know the jailer but I, I mean at least he's he's you this, know. this is we, we know need he's a got generic, an army this,
0: this is yeah. definitely we need a generic boss
1: yeah. Uh, I mean we know he's got an army so this just showing it off it's whatever. Yep. Uh
0: Payne Smith Raznal. Mhm. Mm-hmm.
1: You know. Okay. Seems like he's probably uh, uh he's the one that like re- made all the like, traps for Yeah. for Torgas. for Torgas. So Yeah. Like it makes sense
0: that he would be there. He just really doesn't have a story sense as far as uh, as like uh, the jailer or Or uh, Sylvanas or anything. But it makes sense that he would be important inside Torghast.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Guardian of the First Ones. Yeah, this one, uh, I'm more intrigued by, like, where he's from and what they're trying to set up with this. Well, he
0: is malfunctioning.
1: He is. but He's from some distant unknown... uh, Unknown realm. So Fate Scribe
0: Rokalo. Kind of want to know where. Once a fate scribe entrusted with Korthia's countless secrets, the Maw Sworn sees Rokalo and bound him to the jailer's will with Torgas power at his disposal. Rokalo seems or seeks to author a new fate for the Shadowlands. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Sure. Generic boss number two, I think. Kind of. Yeah, i I'd, I'd give you that one. Uh, And then we get to Kel Thuzad, who I love. Oh, my personal favorite. I love Kel. I love Kel. I absolutely do. Uh, And we do know, we have heard too, at least I have, that there are nods to the way you you had to fight him in uh, uh, Naxxramas. You know, as far Mm -hmm. as the waves and the different monsters and stuff. It's not the exact same fight but there are nods and little tributes to that fight. So I think that's cool. And obviously a ton of lore here not only in Kel'Thuzad himself but also the part that Kel'Thuzad has played in the 9.0 story uh, so far, particularly if you are Venthyr. Uh, You got a little more info on how he's been playing into things. And then the Banshee Queen herself, uh, Sylvanas Windrunner. Uh, I think she has a kind of a lore reason to be here, right? Like, just a little one.
1: No, <laughs> just a she's probably one. the least. She she probably little, deserves little to be one. here the least out of everyone. Just a little one.
0: Yeah, She's got lore reasons to be there.
1: I don't think we're going to kill her.
0: Uh, I don't think so either. I don't think so either. And what was it, that one interview where he was like, where she dies, in quotes. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's, like, it's okay. gonna be it's gonna be like fighting Garrosh, you know, in in uh, Mists of Pandaria. Yeah, you know, like yeah, you know, you defeat him, he's still breathing. They they capture him, go to take him to prison, and then he uh, he flees and goes somewhere else. I think that's gonna be the case with Sylvanas. I don't necessarily know if like that means we're gonna like fight her again down the road, or if the, they're gonna give her some kind of redemption arc, or you know, if it's mm-hmm. gonna lead us to the next expansion again. Who knows? I I, I feel like Sylvanas already led us to this one, so bringing her to be, like, the gateway to another one, I think is a little unlikely, but you never know.
0: You got a favorite in there? My uh, Besides, I think both of us are Kel guys, but
1: maybe yeah. you have a different uh, uh, Kel's definitely my favorite, uh, but uh, I'd say good runner-up for me is uh, the nine. Um, you just want I to see
0: what they're going to do with that fight?
1: It's it's not only that, but I love, like, I love the whole concept of, like, Savanis being, like, a cat with her nine lives, you know? Like... She's got all these, these guardians that have helped her throughout the thing. And it's like, we knew there's a finite amount of them. So what happens when they all run out and she's on her last life, what is she going to do then? And then, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see them have, have one last chance at, at their story.
0: The Maw also obviously receiving a lot of changes too, because, you know, Corthia has been pulled into the Maw. That's where we're going to kind of be going, our new zone. The four um, covenants are gonna be there and kind of pushing the story into all four of them working together uh, for covenant assaults and things like that, being led by one covenant, assisted in part by a second one, and those kind of uh, change. Uh, And then obviously we get to mount up, but interestingly, we kind of teased it earlier, we can ditch the whole jailer's eye, right? As part of the storyline. Uh, focusing mm-hmm. the eye, if you complete that quest, that permanently removes the eye of the Jailer effect. So with the Jailer no longer tracking, you can walk around and, and not have to stay in there for just a little bit and and get out of there. You can just stay in there as long as you want. Uh, new events, new delves. So uh, it's it's exciting, right? It's been kind of lame for the last two months, three months-ish right now. I'm um, going to
1: have to figure out where the hot tub is in the moss oh, so I can finally God, relax I in there. I hate you. I hate you.
0: Yeah, because I guess you don't have to jump out real quick anymore. Mm-hmm. You no. feel like Sylvanas will be changed after this fight, says Goblin uh, in chat. Yeah, I mean, you could possibly have the, the redemption story arc start there, right? You know, you kind of already got the, the feeling maybe a little bit if you were watching the whole uh King Wren and, uh, and uh and Sylvanas trailer where he was questioning her about are you really, you know, making your own decisions and uh you can see maybe a little bit of inflection or reflection on her part. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I guess we I just should hope...
1: go ahead. I just hope they don't offer. Like she's my favorite character in the game and like we've slowly been losing all of the important key like old school characters one by one like all the way from like the the dragon flights you know through some of our our war chiefs to the you know the kings and and stormwind all that and it's like are, are we gonna lose her i don't i don't want to i'm not ready I'm not ready. I don't. Know. I like. I think she can has burn a, a bigger part. Trees of, for all I care. You know,
0: will she get out of the Shadowlands expansion alive? I don't know. Will she make it out of the Torghast raid alive? I think so. I mean, I think alive
1: so. is a strong word. Yeah, She's I guess really so. Alive. When, we're, when we're talking about <laughs> the
0: Shadowlands, that's fair. That's fair. Well said. Uh, I guess there is one thing we should talk about, but before I bring up B-roll or anything, I guess I will put a. This could be a minor spoiler thing. Maybe, depends on how you want to read into it, it's kind of very small and was data mined and, and stuff like that. So at this moment, we'll say that there could potentially be a spoiler here uh, and then I'll put a timestamp for when this started and when the spoiler ends, the spoiler chat ends in the YouTube description and in the description for the video on Ready Check Radio. So. I don't know. It's still going to be a lot of speculation on our part, but just in case, I want to put that flag on it. So it'll start now. Um, this Data Mind trailer or cutscene, this Data Data mine cinematic, uh, shows some familiar faces <laughs> uh, coming and claiming Remornia with Sire Denathrius trapped inside and alludes to a larger more uh long-term ongoing been going on for a while plan that everybody's been a part of um yeah so it is Malganus in the scene there and kind of Alludes to the fact that, yeah, we've all been working for somebody else for all of this time, through all of these expansions, through all of the stories. Uh, so when I saw Shadowlands and where we were going, I thought, okay, there's going to be character nods and stuff like that. Like I fully expected, you know, we might run into Arthas, you know, or maybe he plays a part in a little piece of the story over here. You know, we might run into Lady Vash. And, like, I, I expected the character nods, and I was looking forward to them. I don't know if I'm entirely on board with what this trailer or this cinematic could, and this is speculation, could represent or at least start to show in that, hey, Zista, every baddie you've ever faced in our world has all been working together under the plan of one bigger thing that none of us have ever mentioned or alluded to before. And
1: yoink. (laughs) That's called retconning.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) To a high degree, to a high degree. I don't know how I feel about this one yet. Like again, it's a small short cinematic. It is taken out of context for the way Blizzard wants it presented in the story it may not even directly show in the story. Like it is a data mine piece. We don't know where it goes and in, and in what format and what goes before it and what happens after it. But the illusions in it do kind of make me go, that's a little lazy. I mean, maybe Jesse
1: Cox will get his wish after all. And we find out that Jaina really is a dreadlord. Oh God. Jeez. Uh,
0: I don't know. I hope it doesn't go that way, but it is hard to, it is hard to not see it going that way. Mm-hmm. And not just with this trailer, but if you kind of read between the lines of some things that have happened in 9.0, you kind of get the feeling that, like, are, are, we're all working for the jailer or, or we're all working for whoever's the jailer's boss, if there is such a thing, you know, whatever. And, hey, by the way, through, <laughs> through Burning Crusade and through Wrath of the Lich King and, you know, all of us, uh, yeah, we were all just part of co- a big plan you can't even see that none of us let slip or even alluded to. I feel like that's kind of lazy writing on, we didn't exactly know where to take this, so let's bring back everybody for an encore, and we'll just, ha, it was one big plan all along. I don't want this to go that way. Is this the, are you okay
1: with this, or or...? I... Like you said, it depends on the context of it. And like what we're getting right now is you're just assuming that it's referring to the jailer. This could be setting up. Well, I said the, the jailer or
0: the jailer's this could boss be, or some.
1: This could be yeah. on the jailer. This could be over the jailer. This right, could be whoever right, the jailer's answer. If it is, to. it's still
0: the conceptually, it's still the same. Right, the jailer, right. dude, you're never going to convince me that when Burning Crusade came out and they were, they were like, yes, years from now, then we'll reveal that it was the jailer that, no, it, No, this is if this plays out this way, it is a 100% reactionary retcon, and Mm -hmm. almost a hey, you know what? People really liked some of these characters, whether they were Arthas or Sylvanas or whatever. So let's bring them all back into one really big storyline. How do we do that? Well, everybody was working for some big baddie that we've never revealed yet. Perfect. Let's do it. Shadowlands could be the Void
1: Lords. Could be the Void Lords. We we still have yet to have actual substance of Void Lords in the game. They were mentioned in the uh, the the Warcraft uh, encyclopedia thing. I forget what it was called. I own it. I read part of it. It's such
0: like a weird. <laughs> like I do want to see Arthas again, right? I do want to see the, the, the former Lich King and, and what's been happening since he's been in the Shadowlands. And they've been playing cool. playing that up in the trailer with now it looks like Rin being, you know, kind of possessed by Arthas or or whatever uh,
1: in those. Well, it's not even that, but I feel, I feel a little cheated that we never got Bolvar, right? Because we, we were waiting all this time for Bolvar on the throne and we were waiting to go back there and deal with Bolvar. And then we got cheated out of that by Sylvanas, and she just ripped his helmet apart and tore into the Shadowlands. In a, yeah, which like kind of made
0: sense to me to begin with. Like, she got her ass handed to her by Arthas while he was the Lich King, but then just comes in with Bolvar and just, hey, give me this helm and just rips the, da- you know, a little weird. Well, Sylvanas,
1: Sylvanas has gained new abilities and oh, powers since yeah. then. So. Yeah, tons of them tons of them yeah exactly blizz retconning something and well no never no
0: and and fine like i I get, i get burning crusade was built on a retcon yeah i exactly but this feels like a just an absolute yoink doesn't it i mean to me it just feels like lazy not a retcon because hey oops we ran into a problem uh, and in our lore and we need to take this in a different way so that in the future we can do what we want with it that's you know See, I'm,
1: I'm not I'm not entirely against retcons if they're done in the right way because I'm a big fan of the Saw movie franchise and every single one of those movies adds or, or retcons the movie before it by adding oh, something that you didn't know beforehand. It wasn't always necessarily planned out that it's way. Having so. to
0: retcon things sometimes. Yeah. To go, you know what? I got to fix this because this isn't where I want to take the story in the future. So I need this little bit to be fixed. So let's let's fix it this way. This feels like the old rope-a-dope. You know, this is you wanted to see all like, your characters again. All right. We're going to let you see all these characters again. And here's the big reveal. They were working for somebody you never knew. All of them. I mean, all that's, that's 50 no different million than- of them.
1: That's all different than Jigsaw having 30 different apprentices that you didn't know about in the start of the first movie, you know? Like I'm exaggerating, but you know what I mean?
0: God, I hate you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you it know feels I'm not crazy.
0: Hopefully this is just like a little piece of something, you know, whatever.
1: It, it depends on how it's done.
0: We got to see the context, so uh we'll put the end spoiler flag there so uh, in other World of Warcraft news okay I'm, I'm not going to lie this one makes me scratch my head a little bit mm-hmm. so there is a Kickstarter up right now uh, if you are so inclined uh, for Game Vaults to launch a World of Warcraft edition and Game Vault is kind of an asymmetrical uh, board game and it's it's strategy based. It's you know based on an an older an older game where you're trying to move your pieces around and capture other pieces. Okay, but the game board is beautiful, right? And so it unfolds, and you know, stormwind basically gets built on it, and all these levels, and you know, can go up to like eight to ten inches off the tabletop where the figures go and everything. It's very very beautiful. Okay, and they're gonna build a limited edition uh set of these. A 1,000 of those sets. Uh, And that includes a core edition, a pre-production game part edition, and an Onyx edition that comes with the core game set just painted in a different color, and 20 additional miniatures. So all this is cool, right? Fine. If you like this type of stuff, it looks cool to you, go ahead. You know, the starting packages are $500, so it is a bit on the pricey side. Here's where I kind of get a little... Uh, I'm confused Mm -hmm. so I understand licensing deals right you know hey I want to write a World of Warcraft book hey Blizz can I use your IP you know or we want to print World of Warcraft t-shirts can we use your IP and you sign a licensing deal and I'm the t-shirt company and I get the licensing deal and I start printing or Blizz approaches mm-hmm. me as the t-shirt company and says, we'd love you to print shirts for us. Uh, and so we strike a deal and, and we make that happen. So this is a licensing play at its, at its core. And that's fine. I don't have any problem with that. It just feels weird to me though, that why would you license, you, you have the confidence enough to give your brand to it and, li- and give them a licensing deal for something that's gonna be a thousand items, right? A thousand of these sets. This isn't gonna be mass produced for years and years to come. But then they have to resort to Kickstarter to fund it. That feels icky to me. Like you are a multi bajillion dollar company that saw this product and were like, yeah, absolutely. We think you'd do great work. We'd love you to make a World of Warcraft one. Go ahead and fund that bitch yourself. And if you can't, go see if our fans will fund it for you. <sighs> that just feels weird to me. And and I know it's not, it's not unprecedented. I'm not trying to yeah. make it bigger than it is. This happens, but this is a thousand print run of something. If you had the confidence in them, pay for the fucking thousand and then turn around and sell them. Like I, what what is the deal here? Uh, Matt Beecher, VP of Global Consumer Products at Blizzard, had this to say on the product. We're always looking to work with world-class licensees that enrich our fans' experience with our IP. When Game Vaults came to us with their epic vision for Game Vault's World of Warcraft edition and its hybrid collectibles tabletop game experience, we were blown away. The scope of gameplay, 88 million possible moves... And the level of detail is stunning. We're very excited to support this talented team as they create something truly special for World of Warcraft fans. Support? Support. They're not paying for a fucking thing. How are they supporting? All they said was, yes, you can use World of Warcraft. Now, whether game vaults had to pay a fee to do that or if it was just, hey, we like what you do, you like what we do, yes, you have our blessing, go ahead and do it sometimes that happens, right but this cost World of Warcraft nothing either way, right, they either did this as a deal and said we love what you do, go ahead, you have our blessing, or at worst they took money to be able to, to, you know, for game vaults to use the IP, World of Warcraft didn't pay out anything and now it's on Kickstarter. That just feels kind of gross to me. And maybe I'm overreacting. Bring me back down to earth if I am, Zista.
1: Um, I don't know. Like this, this is kind of the whole purpose of Kickstarter, right? It's to. No, to, no. no, no. If Blizzard. This, isn't, this if, isn't Blizzard doing it, though. This is a different company. If it was Blizzard, I would be on board with you. I would 100% be on board with you, but this is not Blizzard funding this. This oh, is another this company.
0: Is fucking whiskey in it right now. <laughs> uh, Play nice. tea isn't going to, That needs to be a lot. I mean, island you, you, right can, now.
1: you can, you can slap the world of Warcraft name on something that doesn't guarantee it's going to sell. Uh, you're you're going to get, fact, a part, I, you you're going to get
0: one part of people. In you know, fact, a, this a, one a is not that doing that great. Right? No, now. No, it's
1: not it is not doing
0: that great and it is early so you know and it's just i've noticed it's just started to catch a little bit of press in bigger outlets so maybe it'll catch up it still has 34 days to go so plenty of time but it's asking for five hundred thousand dollars um and it's funded at thirty-seven thousand so far so and and, and it's an all or nothing it's an all or nothing nothing. it is an all or nothing um it just seems very bizarre. Like <laughs> if they needed $500,000 to do this, I, I don't get why there isn't a, oh dude, we love what you do. Here's $500,000 uh, in two years. You'll come back and you'll pay us our $500,000 uh, plus 40% of the, the, the profit on the items. And you turn around and you sell them for $600. You know, instead of five hundred dollars, like I, if you had that much faith in working with you, we're proud to support. How are you supporting them? How are you supporting them? Yeah, you can use World of Warcraft. Good luck. Godspeed. <laughs> Send us a link to the Kickstarter.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's what I mean. Like if this if this doesn't meet the the thing the, the goal of the Kickstarter, it's not going to get funded. So, you know, at that point how much money did they put into this? Cause you know, they're standing around there designing it. They have the models and everything already shown and they, they've, they've put work into this. So for it to, to just not get funded at some point, they're going to end up losing a lot of money if that's the case. And I don't think Blizzard had any hand in, in helping fund that at all. Um, if anything, you know, I think they, they probably had to pay to use the license in the first place. They're supporting
0: so, an exposure. Oh my God, yeah. Jason, you're a genius. What a great line. <laughs> What an absolutely
1: <laughs> great line. So I 100% think this this absolutely had to be a Kickstarter project simply because Blizzard... Didn't believe in it. To it. Yeah. If Blizzard was yeah. behind this, if this was something Blizzard wanted to do, they would have done it. It would have been in their store, just like their you know, $200, $300, $400 Overwatch statues yep. that you know you're going to spend half a million yep. dollars just to get the entire set of heroes by the end of the thing. Um, and and nike
0: and Chat says i looked at the tabletop game and it looks decent i totally agree like i, I yeah this is not me disparaging the product at all Go on, yeah what no, game it looks, vault it looks makes really is fantastic and you know what if it wasn't 500 dollars, i or more uh depending on which uh one you want i would want one of these that is more than i'm willing to pay for these uh, but I could definitely see me as a WoW fan and a collector of, you know, video game stuff absolutely wanting one of these and to actually so that, play it too. That uh,
1: answers my next question of, did, are you one of these uh, 66 I'm not, backers? I'm not.
0: That that The price point is, is too out there, is too out there. Yeah. And you know what? If that's what Blizzard thought, then that's fine. You know, they say, hey, you know what? We think you make great stuff, but the prices you're telling us you got to sell it at we don't really want to get involved in production or anything like that because we don't think you're gonna sell as many as you'll need to recoup your costs fine but then don't come out with this statement from your global guy saying we love it it's great we're supporting them in any way we can it's wonderful it just seems slimy to me it's that whole talking out of both sides of your mouth. I'm going to tell you how much I want to support you and how much I love your products this step, but I'm not going to freaking pay for it
1: because <laughs> I don't
0: believe in it that much. <laughs> not
1: that much. Yeah, I mean, this this is unprecedented too. Uh, like, I don't know any other company that's that's approached Blizzard like this and, and has gotten the approval to do something like this. Yeah. Um, usually it's all done by Blizzard, so... yeah. Uh I'm, I'm very interested to see how this turns out. All, everything looks great. Like, you know, just uh, scrolling through uh, some of the, the elements and stuff that I have on the campaign. My favorite, my favorite is the Orgamar rock set number two. I love oh, they, it. They all, like, look that rock, they all look fantastic. rock, you know fantastic. that rock. I would play it. You that. know that rock oh, yeah. from the game, though. As I'm saying, you you look at that, you identify that immediately. You know exactly where that is.
0: Uh, last thing on World of Warcraft, and then we'll hit some other Blizzard stuff before we wrap it up. Uh, Blizzard's been sending out surveys uh, lately. You may have gotten one, and it just so happens that it's got this little question here. Uh, how likely or unlikely are you to play each of these games when they are released? And on the list is uh, right at smack dab number one, Final Fantasy XIV Walker. and they want to know, how likely you are to play it. Now, this is the thing. A lot of people have had some reactions on this about, you know, Blizzard being very nervous and very scared and stuff. Bitch, these surveys have been used since the dawn of surveys. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is called basic marketing analytics. Find out what your audience that will take a survey is also touching that doesn't have anything to do with your product. Final Fantasy being listed first makes 100% sense too because it is World of Warcraft's primary competition at this point. Yeah. You got WoW, you got Final Fantasy XIV, and then you got everything else.
1: I, I mean don't it personally may personally put be the a lot of stock in this,
0: this question being a big deal, but some others apparently have Zista.
1: It may be the first game listed, but you also see at the bottom part of the screenshot that it is 29% of the way through the survey. So there's there's a decent amount oh, before yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um it's not like they led this is the first question of the survey, but um no, I d I don't think anything. Like you you we just came out talking last week how you know Final Fantasy, uh the guy in charge of is praising um yeah World of Warcraft. yeah, yeah I, I, so i don't think there's any bad blood they like the, how they invited yoshi p to come in yeah there's, talk there's and, and they you know it, it's nothing like that it's nothing like that this is all stuff that is gone i think i actually respect blizzard more for for throwing these out publicly and out before they used to be just like you'd get them on third-party sites or whatever mm-hmm. and it was secretly you know a company doing it to gain information they're just here they're not hiding it. They're being transparent. I don't. I don't think this is because they're scared. If they were scared, they would be hiding it through well, a third see, here's party. here's the thing, site.
0: though. I mean, they should be scared, but not in the "oh so. my god, are we closing tomorrow" respect. I think you should no. always be scared as somebody who runs a business of what is my competition doing? What are they doing better than I am? I need to figure that out so that I can make it better. And scared is maybe the wrong yeah, word scared, for yeah, that. scared is not the right word. But yeah, about concerned. Yeah aware yeah that's that's a better word those types of words if wow looks at final fantasy and tries to make itself better final fantasy looks at wow and tries to make itself better we all fucking win yeah (laughs) right we all win both of those companies will continue to make boatloads of money and we will have two great games that just keep getting better and better and better
1: I think I used this comparison on a a previous episode, but you look at, like, I don't watch it anymore, but you look at wrestling, right? And with WWF or WWE, whatever they're calling it now, what they're doing now compared to, like, what they were doing when they were paired against WCW, like, when they actually had competition, you know, like, major competition, they were a much better product. They were competing. They were making themselves the best they could be. There, there's been a lot of years now where they've gone by. They've been at the top of their game. There's been nobody, you know, until just recently with this other company, AEW, coming along that have, have even scared them in the slightest bit, you know, to, into maybe shaping up or shipping out, you know, and then the ripples have started and maybe they'll turn into a better company again. Who knows? One, one company's going to win. Currently, it looks like AEW is actually performing better, but I don't follow it that closely. Um, but, you know, it's always good to have competition. Without competition, you get weak and complacent and, you know, people just start walking all over you. Something else will spring up and and they'll take over if you're not careful. So (laughs) competition is not bad. FF
0: is a dead game next Tuesday and Square knows that.
1: Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe just on Tuesday. Yeah, just on Tuesday. Maybe Maybe it'll be a little lighter
0: than normal. And and you know what? What's funny is like Yoshi P has said that. He's like, the way we do our patches, we're going to keep doing them that way. That means mm-hmm. if you want to sub for a month and do your thing and then don't sub for a month so you can go play other stuff because you know the next patch is a month and a half away, that's fine. You know when our patches are going to come out. Uh, that's, like, yeah. their whole their their whole thing, you know. Uh, yeah, Tuesday, you know, if you got to get any stuff in Final Fantasy done that you need groups. Uh, the thing is there's millions of players in that game that don't play WoW and vice versa, and then there's that small section of us that, you know, like me, that cross into both, so... It'll be fine, Nike. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Well, in other Blizzard news, gang, they tried to, uh, well, they did. They did delay the vote for Bobby Kotick's CEO salary from the shareholders, CTW putting on a bit of a fight, not just with Activision Blizzard, but we saw it with EA as well, uh, to kind of challenge the gross overcompensation of CEOs. In particular, Activision Blizzard's Bobby Kotick. Now, with 84 percent of the vote in last week, uh, Activision Blizzard pushed to delay the vote. CTW said that this was just a game; nobody needed to, you know, more information. 84 percent of shareholders had already voted. Activision Blizzard said some information that might have been misleading was out there, and they wanted to rectify that. Jason Winter speculated on mmobomb.com uh, when we did the free-to-play cast. Go watch that uh, and follow the site there. Um, that uh, Bobby Kotick kept making phone calls to different shareholders to try and win votes, as these types of things do. And uh paid off. Paid off. Very narrowly. Kotick gets to keep his salary. Yay. Yay. 54-46 uh, percentage was the uh, the split. Activision will be expected to make even further changes in a response to a vote where 46% of shareholders express discontent, said Michael Varner, Director of Executive Compensation Research at CTW Investment Corp. They will not be able to rest on their laurels solely with the changes they have made thus far. Uh, so, yeah. Pay performance compensation continues for Bobby Kotick. Hooray. Yay. But Diablo 2 Resurrected gets a release date, too. Yeah. September 23rd. It's my brother's birthday.
1: What about uh, what
0: about Diablo oh, Immortal? Oh, God. Are we going to check? I have to. I mean, you don't have to.
1: No, I have to. I mean, you really don't. No, though. no. Nope. Oh, oh, I dropped my phone in the hot tub. Oh jeez.
0: God. This is awful. Where the hell is Indy? Where is Indy? <laughs> this is just absolutely awful. Uh I I do wanna <laughs> I'm gonna bring up the uh the YouTube trailer, the official posting on Diablo, because mm-hmm. I want to read you some of the comments on the Diablo 2 oh, um the Diablo 2 uh, Resurrected Street Date trailer because some of them are just fantastic. You haven't looked at them, have you, Zista? I have not. You I have them. not. Okay. No. Uh, <laughs> with 423 likes, Tech Tablet says, yes, can't wait taking a week off uh, to play this on release. Okay, pretty standard comment, right? hmm Pretty standard comment. With 305 likes, Trevor Heiser says, I skipped school to play D2. Now I have to skip work. (laughs) (laughs) Spiders George with 536 likes says, it's nuts how the gaming industry has failed everyone to the point that a remastered game from 20 years ago is probably one of the best things coming out this year. (laughs) uh broda for gaming with 326 ups says it's time to prepare for a new grail my dudes <laughs> uh obscure reference this was one of my favorites for 330 322 ups for two minutes i didn't hate blizzard <laughs> 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 two minutes, i didn't hate blizzard fantastic oh my god i mean just absolute absolute legends over on the youtube comments for two minutes i didn't hate blizzard i still think one of my favorites though is i skipped school to play d2 now i have to skip work
1: (laughs) yeah well
0: that's that's a a good one Uh, i will be playing this on launch date will you um i know you were on the fence but you're kind of getting down to you got to make a decision Got, I haven't got, decided like, yet. Just got a couple of
1: months, three months. I mean, uh, that's still three months. I'll probably decide the day before. <laughs> it's like, what do I have in the bank account? Yeah, that's enough, sure. Let's buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's typically how most of my purchases go. <laughs> so you know, it's like, well,
0: you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you buying Mario Golf
1: Friday? I mean, it's not Thursday yet. I haven't decided. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i will be streaming it friday on my 7 uh, p.m stream
1: I, i've I've literally had a group of friends that i play among us with uh in goose goose duck and stuff i, I had them ask uh are you getting it and i'm like i haven't decided yet i'll let like, you know thursday yeah thursday thursday if you guys see me online friday playing mario golf you'll know my decision you bought it If you see me online friday playing goose goose duck you'll also my just know my decision oh you're such an idiot <laughs>
0: Uh, Overwatch news broke today. By the way, crossplay enabled.
1: Yeah, crossplay. I mean this this just broke a little while ago. This yeah, news, just few but, hours. Yeah. Uh
0: yeah. five hours ago uh, via the official Twitter. Uh, crossplay has arrived. You can now group up with friends across the globe on PC, Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo. Link your console to your Battle.net account and play with your friends. Not a surprise that it was coming. We knew that that was coming, uh, but it's kind of been coming for a while now and uh, we really didn't have any info on it, and boom, all of a sudden, it's here. Not a big deal for me, Zista really don't care. Uh, it will be nice, though. It would have been nice had this been a while ago, because we had to figure out how to get, you know, four different people in my family to be able to play together at the same time when my kids were playing and stuff. Now this would will obviously be a lot easier. Uh, what about for your, like, your crew? I think this is like almost too late for Overwatch to be hugely impacted, but Overwatch 2 is probably why they wanted this up and running now.
1: Yeah, probably. I mean, I've only had one friend that previously played on console because he didn't have a PC. Uh, He's then, since in that amount of time, bought a PC and can now play Overwatch with us. So uh, this really doesn't affect anybody in my group personally. Um, I'm just a little concerned for the people on console having a little bit rougher of a time playing against people that are on PC that are using mouse and keyboard versus controller.
0: Yeah, um, you know, but you always have you know. that. They've been overcoming that yeah. challenge in games for, you know, years and years. And it's slowly been, It's it'll never be it's 100% there, equitable, but, yeah. but it's, it's getting there with aim assist and stuff on consoles.
1: Well, what I want to see more than anything is cross-progression right we have cross play yeah. but we don't have cross progression yeah we, uh, we I want, don't have I that with diablo be... three
0: either which is right a huge pain in my ass because where yeah. i'd rather play diablo three these days is on the console
1: yeah i mean it's the same for like you know F- fall guys just recently added uh the ps5 support you know that you could you could play back and forth and I, I just finished the season out on this channel uh last sunday night um and I would have rather, because I'm playing on my PS5 controller that's hooked up to my PC playing Fall Guys through Steam, I'd rather just play Fall Guys on my PS5. That's way easier for me. Um, but I'm not gonna lose all the stuff that I have on my PC. Cross play, right? That's what I want for Overwatch. If I'm at one of my friends' houses and they, they want to play and I can log into my account, and link it up and you know, and play with them or whatever, I'd love to be able to do that. Um, but you know.
0: Um, what is the what is the event here? Uh, starts today. Have you taken a peek at it? Uh, yeah, I've actually not. No.
1: Um. So I it, it looks like ashes just from the challenge. Yeah, just from the the quick like little glimpse that I did see of it, it's probably like a, a two week long challenge. That that's typically what they do here. Um, you'll get a skin that's exclusive to this uh this little challenge usually have to win a certain amount of games uh within a 2 week period to unlock uh some cosmetic stuff usually the final reward is a skin usually sprays there's usually uh well I mean um, there is a legendary skin available them. we we do right. know that yeah. in fact yeah. i think
0: people already leaked what they what it, what it looked like too uh, mm. prior to the event actually launching today
1: yeah they usually tie it with some kind of like story that they release like a short story or something like that um but this this event is supposed to start what July fifth? Uh,
0: no, it, uh, it starts June. today. It starts today. Oh, it ends July fifth. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna. Well, if if you go by previous events, yeah, and, it, and it's about yeah. two weeks, it'll probably go to the fifth. Jason Winter says she's even. I took it out two weeks, twenty seven <laughs> wins, two to, uh, double for the wins, double points for the wins. Yeah. Uh, pros yeah, like have that. been weighing in on the whole five v five thing, by the way, and mm-hmm. I just find it. As somebody who really doesn't, you know, care uh, one way or the other, I'm just like, okay, fine. I have been finding it fascinating uh, reading on digital trends, reading a few weeks ago on Games GamesRadar, uh, I'm sorry, on IGN, the, the pros weighing in on, on the whole 5v5 thing. Uh, in addition to roster decisions, tank players themselves the previously specialized and only either main tank or off-tank heroes will need to become much more proficient with other tank hero options in order to compensate and switch mid-match based on scenarios that 5v5 will provide, since they'll no longer have a tank partner with complementary skills at their side. Uh... What else? Teams that were strong specifically because of the experience and synergy of their two-man tank line, especially those duos that have been playing together for a long time, will need to make the most adjustments and be most greatly impacted by the 5v5 switch. My reaction to the switch is mixed. This one coming from Sheltema. Uh, I'm sad some people will lose their jobs and will be less positions in the Overwatch League for players like me, so competition will be even tougher. Although, personally, I think 5v5 could open for more fast DPS-centric gameplay, which I think people will like more to watch over time uh, over more slow tank-based metas like Double Shield or Rush comps. Um, Indie Space Halpern. As I initially thought, 5B 5B5v5 would only be for one specific game mode and on a few maps, but wasn't aware I'd be, it'd, it'd be a full switch for the whole game. My first reaction to duo was, uh, was to duo with as many main tank players as I can, while I still have the time. and it just keeps going on and on and on and on that the pros very at, at best mixed, at worst, not happy.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. I need to see it in action before I can make a decision. But I know it's definitely going to put a lot more stress and a lot more pressure on you as an individual tank. Yeah, I mean, the, it, like that. That is my big concern. I'm already not a good tank. I mean, I guess tank is technically my highest rated uh, ranking right now. But the, I, I, I don't know how. I don't know how, but... This also um, does
0: change, though, like... Not only rosters, right? Because they're going to probably reduce in size. But this does change, like, almost what you're, you know, looking for when you scout now uh, for your team. You're not looking... You're no longer looking for that best main tank in this hero. That best off tank in this hero. These two people that could work together. You're now... What you ideally want now is... Maybe not a master in one or, or two tanks, but a jack of a all High trades. performer in all the tanks. Yeah. You know, you may be able to beat me with a particular tank, uh, as far as the skill ceiling that you can control with it. But overall, I can control all the tanks to a higher degree than you can across the board. That probably makes me more valuable in the future meta than it does you. And yeah, some of them are just unhappy that they're going to be losing jobs, but I think there are some that are expressing valid concerns on well, this really does change a lot more than just, okay, everybody drop one from your roster and let's go.
1: I mean, change is scary, you know, but you you never know if it's going to work until you at least give it a chance.
0: Speaking of change, dynamic weather coming to maps. we've kind of
1: known that. We've gotten a (sighs) I've, I've been wanting it for so long. Yeah. They, so they, long. They showed
0: it off a little bit, um, and specifically in, like, desert sandstorms and, and blizzards, obscuring vision and stuff. And I think all that's great as far as uh, the, the PvE stuff goes, but they can't possibly be thinking about having that
1: on competitive maps,
0: can they? I, I
1: hope so. I hope so. I would love to see, like, a windstorm just come in and start blowing tumbleweeds around and... You know, uh, rain coming in, obscuring vision. Like, I-, I would love all that stuff to be um, in
0: the competitive side.
1: Yeah, yeah. Really? I think that would add such a crazy dynamic to it. Like, you know, like I don't, I don't know. Like, imagine you know, you you're on you're on a big open map and. I mean, not necessarily for it to
0: be more random, right? So it's, not I don't like...
1: necessarily want it to be like, it's constantly changing while you're in the map, but I want it like when you but boot it, does. it
0: up, it can, it's,
1: I, no, I know that. I know it can, but I'm saying like, imagine you boot it up, right? You have your, your thing, you're set to go. And it's just like, no, it's storming out and visibility's low. You probably don't want to play a sniper on that level. You know, you, you probably want to play something else. That's what I want to see. I want to see stuff like that, that the weather might affect what characters you play. I think that would be great.
0: Oh, I don't know if I can go with you, brother. I don't know if I can Why go not? with Why not? Like, if we're... If they... Again, I don't play a ton of Overwatch, so I'm going to throw Rocket League out there, right? And it does okay. rain and stuff on maps, but I can shut all those effects off, right? And, and mm-hmm. most people do. Um, if that was... If I didn't have the ability to do that, and like I didn't know going into a match, well, shit, I can't see. If I'm at my net, I can't see across half field because it's foggy on Beckwith today. No, mm-hmm. no, that is not how I want to play a competitive game. I want the, I want to know the field but, going but into so for, it, how for, we're gonna play, and not have to it's slightly make it different. Not have to change my strategy based on a random weather condition in a team-based game.
1: But see, that's a little different. Because uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but on Rocket League, you can't change like your loadout mid-match, right?
0: Well, no, it's it's a fucking rocket. Player. Right. I
1: mean, they're all the same. Yeah, they're just different. But I'm but, different but, but I'm saying now, so. imagine, imagine hitting. Imagine the the game starts. You find out it's foggy, and you can hit H, and you can select a different vehicle that has bug headlights or you know something on that well provided make it little you easier have a player to see, that has the skill you know? to
0: be able to do so
1: exactly but see that's that's the layers i'm looking for to watch in in competitive i think that would be fantastic
0: i think competitive players would burn the place to the
1: ground and i would love to see it
0: let us know how you feel in the comments i hate that in a competitive format <laughs> i absolutely hate the idea of dynamic
1: random weather in. I want a windstorm to come through and take Soldier's uh, rocket and move it like no, 10 Jason, feet off from where you think you're guy, aiming. What do
0: you think of that? I mean, that doesn't
1: know. I mean, he already says, imagine Soldier running as fast as you can and slipping on a patch of ice. I mean, that's, yeah, it'd be that's, funny, but great. no.
0: From a competitive yes. standpoint, viewers and players can't want that, right? I mean, I, I'm I will, a viewer. I mean, I'll I defer it. to the Overwatch experts, but you can't want that, can you? I mean, I can. Uh, very, I can very do. quickly on the Hearthstone front. Uh, congratulations, in order, uh, Wang Shimu Kwao wins uh, Kihao. Sorry, Kihau, Uh wins the Hearthstone Masters Tour Dalaran in a pretty convincing 3-0 win. And uh, not a lot. Uh, you'll think they might do it for competitive, but not an Overwatch league. <sighs> I don't know, man. That would make me drop competitive real quick. You don't Um,
1: even play competitive. I I know, and there's not even
0: weather in it now. Imagine how fast I'd drop it if there were dynamic weather in it. Uh, (laughs) We do have, by the way, in small Hearthstone news, our very first ever banning of a card from the uh, standard formats. Mm -hmm. So Stealer of Souls is going to be banned in wild from the devs. It's caused many games to stray too far from the type of gameplay we're aiming for. After deliberating on the appropriate action, we've decided to ban the card in order to maintain its current and healthier function in standard, as well as eliminate the problems caused in wild. So I'm sorry, it's banned in wild. Uh, we do not have any plans to ban many cards in the future. Bans will be reserved for cards creating extreme gameplay issues where there is no great solution for all formats. Since this is the first decision of its kind in Hearthstone, we'd love to hear your feedback. We'll continue to monitor the card in all modes and formats to determine if further action is needed elsewhere. When Stealer of Souls rotates into Wild, we'll reposition it for the Wild environment and remove the ban. If there are any balance changes to Stealer of Souls before then, we'll reevaluate the ban. Stealer of Souls will be eligible for a full dust refund for two weeks after the patch went live uh pretty interesting precedent and then also some Quillborer stuff too in that in that patch what do you think uh resident hearthstone guy
1: i don't i don't play too much of the the constructed but i do know that uh stealer of souls is a demon uh that uh when when it's on the field um that when whenever you draw a card that it's it's cost changes from uh mana to health so if you draw a nine mana card instead of spending mana on it, you're now spending nine health on it. Um, what that is gonna like what that's actually doing I don't exactly know, but it seems to be having such drastic effects that it is affecting pretty much the state of all of the wild uh, roster right now or the the lineup or whatever you want to like the meta, I guess.. Um, it's affecting it enough where they they feel like they have to step in and take action I don't know if that's the right move because you usually like to see the metas evolve and and build around certain things but if the meta is literally being held up because of this and it's not evolving then this is absolutely the right play to go Um, I I don't know what this means for the future of of banning cards but um, I think we're probably only going to see it in drastic situations like this Let's
0: slide over and do Lore or Lies. This is the segment of the show where we give you three statements put together by our resident lore keeper, Lil Missy. You can follow her right there on Twitter at Lil Missy, L-I-L-M-I-S-S-Y 4205. She gives us three statements, two of which are 100% factual. One of them has a little lie, and it could be little. Could be big. You got to tell us in the comments below which one has the lie and what that lie is. I'll be reading the first and the third this week. Zista will take the second one. Now, last week, the lie was that, you know, there was only one ingredient that we actually had left to add. Dreadshade is Margrave Stradama's favorite reagent, according to plague divisor Merilith. So this week... Here we go. Players return to the seat of the Primus to unlock another rune. One rune remains for the Maw Walker to collect, and it's time to report your progress to Margrave Krexis at the House of the Chosen.
1: But the Maw Walker and Baroness Draka arrive to discover in a terrible state with corpses lying everywhere. A wounded Baron Vyraz explains the House of Rituals attacked while they were away at the seat.
0: As players rush with Draka ahead, they find Margrave Krexus has already fallen. The House of the Chosen desperately needs leadership, and the missing Baron might be able to help, except they were lost to the Maw. Let us know which of those three statements has the falsehood, and what is the falsehood in there in chat. Don't go anywhere right after today's show. We'll be going straight live to a stream with Mr. Jason Winter himself. What's up, sir? How are you? And i tell you i learned so much about wild lore just by listening to you guys it's amazing <laughs> even if like one third of it is false yeah <laughs> I, just, I just work it into my own little head cannon. yeah one one out of every three things they say about lore readily yeah. and advertisingly has a lie in it and you know what i'm okay with it i'm okay Jaina was a troll right yes exactly we haven't um, gotten there yet but spoiler yeah. okay so, fine so, yeah. what are you streaming today boss I'm going to continue my uh, Total War Three Kingdoms campaign. I started that started a couple of weeks ago, so oh, I'm to burn and plunder my way through China. Nifty, nifty. Are you enjoying it? Yeah. No, I'm burning and plundering. What's not to enjoy? What's not to, what's not to love, I guess. Yeah. I guess. Uh-oh. Gold on Beluar being attacked for liking 14 and criticizing. Wow. Oh, jeez. I hate my YouTube algorithm recommendations. Uh I don't watch those people. Just don't. <laughs> my, my my algorithm is like like history and sumo. That's like 90% of my stuff. I saw a sumo this is going to be dumb. I saw a sumo thing the other day and I was like I should send this to Jason and then I totally forgot to. It was like a um, a children's division and uh it was you know one 13, you know, 12 13 uh, year old boy Obviously, you know, being groomed for sumo, he's got the size and and stuff in, in his favor, and then another like twelve or thirteen year old boy that you're like I would never have guessed this kid would be sumo is like pencil rail thin uh mm. just doesn't have the sumo build right and they had the most exciting sumo match I have personally ever watched uh and the skinny the skinny kid won I was just like how many sumo matches have you watched uh probably about maybe 40 or 50 my dad and okay, i actually did right. watch to use watch a, a sumo like late at night uh when he was alive and i was i was younger so i'm not totally inexperienced on the topic right. but but sumo podcast coming to ready to check radio yeah okay, sumo fine. cast sumo cast coming chat stay tuned jason will go live right after the show we'll have about 15 seconds of dark while we relabel everything but of course We'll be back next week right here with another episode of Snowbound, Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern. And, of course, head on over to the site, readycheckradio.com. Click all those socials. Follow us. It's the best way to show us that you love us and you love what we do. Until then, Zista, where can everybody find you?
1: Not in a sumo ring next week. Uh, you, you can find me down below at uh, It's Zista on Twitter and Zista on Twitch.
0: I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me personally right there at Magic Man 1. But more importantly, follow at Radio R-A-I-D-E-O, and we'll tweet at you every time we go live with a podcast or one of our volunteer streamers who I love very much and thank for their time. Until next time, gang, stay safe, and we'll see you on the servers. Mike, you want to run the
1: program?
0: fuck your mouth and scream.